0: Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right
3: now. Hey, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to today's edition, today's program, Calvary Live. My name is Ed Taylor. I'm taking your calls and your questions today. Give me a call, 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. And uh, we'll get you on the air. That's the number dedicated to uh, on the air. And we also have a texting line uh, that's specific to uh, just getting on the air uh, or getting on the show via text. And that is 720-336-0897. And that'll get you on the air. And that will... Uh, Well, actually, it'll get your text into my uh, box, and then I'll read it on the air, Lord willing. we like to fill time with texts. 303-690-3000. Again, my name is Ed Taylor. I have the privilege of pastoring here at Calvary Church in Aurora, Colorado. Uh, We are um, a local community church here in Aurora, reaching out to this area, of Denver. We're a Denver suburb, for you guys listening on the East Coast, and we are always encouraged by our listeners from around the world, uh, from the East Coast, and uh, Aurora is a Denver suburb. Of course, you guys here in the metro area, you know that. We're in Southeast Aurora on Hampton, basically at Hampton and Tower. We're one block east of Tower Road, uh, we're across the street from the 7-Eleven. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> we're across the street from the um, Safeway. And then the big marker you could see is we're across the street from the movie tavern. Uh, for many years, we thought we'd buy that strip mall across the street, but it just wasn't from the Lord for us. Uh, and so we got this land here where we built, and it's also the headquarters of our radio station and a lot of other ministries. Uh, So thank you for supporting us. It's always a good thing. I always want to remind you, support local Christian radio. If you are in the metro area here in Denver, uh, down in Colorado Springs, we need your financial support here at Grace FM. And you can do that at gracefm.com, gracefm.com. Or you can download the free app and donate, donate that way. You can give one time, you can give... Uh, multi, uh, you know, a recurring, give large, small, everything matters to the kingdom of God. And uh, we were uh, looking, uh, I haven't even announced this with uh, the team yet, but I was looking at a station down in the Colorado Springs, but it's not going to work out. So I was kind of bummed. Uh, but just going into the market again and looking at radio stations to expand Grace FM uh, is an expensive endeavor. And so um, we're praying about God opening a door. We want to Expand our coverage in Colorado Springs. We also want to reach Canyon City, uh, and Pueblo, and Pueblo West, and all the cities down there, uh, and especially the prisons. We just have a burden to minister to you guys, and I know many of you are listening in jail or prison right now. And we want you to know you're not forgotten. Uh, we pray for you and think of you often. Um, I know uh, that the I know that it's difficult uh, being in jail. And it's difficult thinking about any of the consequences of your decisions, but I want you to know you're not forgotten. Even in our devos this morning, I led devos for our team, and I was, uh, I'm reading uh, through—my reading this year will be through a, a chronological Bible. So I'm still in Genesis like everyone else, but uh, I was reading about Joseph this morning being in prison and how God showed him favor, even though it was very difficult for many years. Uh, and I know it's probably very difficult for you for many years, but God is faithful, and he is with you, and we are grateful to be able to serve you. It's, it's our um, outreach to you so that you could be right here in the studio with us listening to the radio. So give me a call, 303-690-3000. Again, if you want to give, uh, give to uh, Grace FM. It's gracefm.com. Gracefm.com. and if you're listening to this show on a local radio uh, station, uh, we are always encouraging you to support local radio. So we're not looking for you to support, like if you're listening to this on Hope FM, then support Hope FM. If you're listening to this on Truth FM, then support Truth FM. If you're listening to this on Grace FM, then please support Grace FM. Uh, we want local Christian radio to be supported. And uh, I just know some of the larger stations, um, some of the larger networks are struggling and wrestling with things. And as a church-supported station, which everywhere you're hearing this is a church-supported station, um, every donation, every gift is used for the glory of God. 303-690-3000. Luther is calling from Loveland, Colorado. Luther, welcome to the program.
4: Thanks, Ed. How are you, sir?
3: I'm doing great. What's up?
4: Good. So I've actually been to your church once before, and it was amazing. Uh, unfortunately, I live all the way up in Loveland. But my question is about the rapture. And okay. I guess uh, what the movie have left behind. You see the you see at the beginning where they pull everybody out, and you see and you see where the pastor is left behind. And I guess I'm just trying to figure out,
0: figure out how or. And I know, I guess, I don't know if that makes any sense to you on...
3: Well, I don't remember. I haven't seen those movies in a long time, and I haven't read the book since they came out. But let's talk about that concept for a second. If a person is left behind, it will be because they're not saved. Now, I know there's some different theories that maybe a person will be left behind if they're backslidden, or a person will be left behind if they are... Uh, not walking with the Lord right, or in the middle of sin or something. But I know, uh, although there's a lot of debate on things, I know for certain that the rapture of the church is a rapture of all true believers. So if a pastor was left behind, then he wasn't a real true shepherd of God. That's my view of that.
4: Yeah, kind of. That's really the only question I had because I've heard so many kind of theories of it. I mean, just from all over the place. Um, so I was just out of curiosity on that, and I want to say thank great you question. for your guys' show because it shows me a
5: lot every morning on my way into work about the great message. Oh, right on from the Bible. So,
3: well, we definitely appreciate that. You're welcome, my brother. Thanks for calling.
5: Thank you. God bless.
3: Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Three zero three six nine zero three. 1000 is the number 303-690-3000. We're going to move right on on the phone lines. We got an open line, so grab it while you can. Is it Libya or Lydia?
1: Lydia.
3: Hi Lydia, welcome. You're calling from Denver, Colorado? Yes. What can I do for you?
1: Well, I overheard a conversation and I'm not even sure I heard it right, but it was really strange to me. a uh, person said they were saved by Dispensation? Dis- I don't understand. I don't understand if I heard that right, or do you know what dispensation <clears throat> means?
3: I do. Dispensation is a fancy Bible word for time period. Uh-huh. And, and so what is being described in its most simple form, because there's some real complicated views on a the- on a theology known as dispensationalism, um, uh-huh. But on a simple level, a dispensation is how God deals with man during a particular time period. And so, when I believe everyone that's just a simple Bible reader believes in two dispensations, at least two. Do you know what they are? No. Two different time periods. We you normally call them the Old Covenant and the New Covenant. Uh-huh. And so okay. by, in the Old Covenant, that time period, or we could say that dispensation, uh, God dealt with man through the sacrificial system, through the law. In the New Covenant, God deals with man uh, through his son, Jesus Christ. So at the very basic level, I know some people don't uh, don't believe in dispensationalism at all, but actually, just in a generic use of that word, every Bible reader believes in at least two. Okay.
1: So one has to do with the Old Testament and one with the New?
3: Well, that's a simple, I guess the basic, in order for you to to hang up with any understanding, I just want you to think of dispensation as a time period. Okay. Just a period of time. Now, what, you're, what you overheard, I have no idea what they're talking about. Nobody's saved by a time period. Uh, okay. It's, it's impossible to be saved by a dispensation. You're, a person okay. can only be saved by God through the sacrifice now, have now of his son. you heard dispensation
1: by abomination?
3: I have not. Uh, but I, you might have heard this phrase, because you're getting close to a phrase that's very familiar, and that's the abomination of desolation
1: abomination of desolation that's probably what what they meant
3: i don't know yeah so i don't i don't know what their conversation was but the abom there is a phrase of a, abomination of desolation that's used in the scriptures um it doesn't have anything to do with salvation but okay it is a okay. an event
1: okay okay well that's great thank you so much um uh, yeah i'll have to uh Ask my Bible teacher to to okay. kind of go over that with me. Okay. Because my memory isn't great.
3: <laughs> well, if you email me, so, uh, I can send you an article on it, and uh, you can have something to read and take to your Bible teacher. Uh
1: huh.
3: So if you oh, okay. if you want to email me, you can just remind me of the conversation, and you can send an email to ed at Taylor dot org, and it has to be dot org.
0: Okay.
1: Ed at eight. T- org. Yeah, okay? so it's
3: E D T A Y L O R.
1: Okay. Okay.
3: All right. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you so much. All right. Bye bye. God bless you. 303 690 3000 is the number. Uh, grateful to be with you today, uh, knowing that uh, God is with us and we get to be connected by technology. Isn't that amazing? I mean, we're we're we have so much technology. We have the internet. We have podcasting. We have radio, television, satellite TV, on and on and on. That it's just taken for granted. I think at times where the reality of our ability to talk over the phone lines, over the radio technology, this gets sent up to the tower um, to be beamed out uh, through all that technology to go out all around the country, all around uh, the world through the internet. It's just amazing. So I'm so grateful today uh, to be able to come to you uh, and uh, we can talk about the things that are on your mind. We're going to move to Fort Collins. Gabriel's calling. Gabriel, welcome to the program.
0: Hi. Um, hi, Taylor. I uh, actually listened to a lot of your messages and I've been to your church a couple times.
3: Oh, why not right What's up? What can I do for you?
0: Yeah, so um, I actually wanted to hear your perspective on, um, on a topic around discernment. Okay. Um yeah, I was just wondering, um, I guess like it like it was just like an I like just something that I was just like wrestling with for a while now. And it's um so I guess it's like the amount of choices that you make and like the directions that you go. Okay. Um I guess, like, how do you know uh, when a choice that you're thinking about making is from yourself or if it's from God? And it's kind of like that whole thing of, like, because I know a lot of it can be backed up by the Bible. But then when it comes to the more tricky decisions, it's like, do you just go off of just, like, if it feels right? Or, like, I guess, you know, like, after you pray about it, do you just, like, uh, is it like a feeling or, like, I don't know?
3: Well, I mean, there's some safeguards to put up, for sure, um, and we know that if we have any desire or feeling to do something that's strictly forbidden in the Bible, that's not from God. We know that's us, Right. Uh, if God's strictly forbidden. If, if we are about to do something that is not going to honor God or glorify God, it's probably best not to do that. Um, I did a whole series uh, or I did a, a Bible study, not a series, on how to handle the gray areas of life. You know, these areas that... Because because we're more comfortable in the black and white areas of life, you know, where the Bible says yes, the Bible says no. And it's good to learn how to operate within the gray areas of life because uh, we most of our life is spent in the gray areas of life. Uh, and so the the Bible study... Uh, Is in Romans chapter fourteen. I think I called it using your Christian liberty. But here's a couple. Here's some questions to to help process how to make a decision. Like if the Bible doesn't completely forbid it, let's 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 see let's see a few questions. Okay, you ready?
0: Um. Yeah. Actually, like what was the was the series that you're talking about? uh, Uh, Romans four. Yeah. If you go to
3: our website and and, or our app and put in Romans fourteen. Okay. Uh, it's, it's called Using Christian Liberties. Um, you know, I
0: actually listen to your messages a lot of the time, so that's why.
3: <laughs> yes, and so, so yeah. <clears throat> I, I'm, and, I, and then after I share this with you, then, then I've got a theory about making decisions. So number one, will this help me honor God? Number okay. two, will it set me apart to be used by God? Uh, number three, will it help me be, be more useful to God? Number four, will it prepare me for every good work? Number five, does it build me up spiritually? Number six, can it bring me under its power? Number seven, does it give me an uneasy conscience? And number eight, could it cause someone else to stumble? And you know, you're not going to ask all eight of these questions all the time. But I like, like for example, um, it's legal now to smoke pot, um, and so you know, do I? I want to smoke pot. Is that from the Lord or is that from me? Well. Is it, does it have the power to bring you does it have the ability to bring you under its power? Yes. Could it start Could it cause someone else to stumble? Yes. Is it going to prepare you for every good work? No. Is it going to help you be more useful for the master? No. I mean, by, how many nos and yeses do you need before you say, "I don't think I need to do that. And I like to use this phrase uh, when I'm teaching. I like to say this. Just because you can doesn't mean you should right? And it's obvious the Bible says, and I I would even bring it deeper to that, the Bible says not to be drunk with wine, which is in excess, but to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And the idea behind being drunk is under the control of a substance. He says, don't be controlled by this substance, but rather be controlled by God. Um, So on those kind of decisions, but I have a feeling that's not the, the kind of decision you're talking about.
0: Um, yeah, I mean, you know, it's usually just, like, an all-around question. Like, I, I guess the big one for me is, I guess, uh, more so, like, career choice, you know, I guess um, discerning whether or not, like, um, whether a profession I want to get into is for myself or for the glory of God, which, which I guess kind of stems from, uh, I guess, your answer. I guess it's just a matter of Trying to be a good vessel to reflect okay. the character traits of Jesus Christ, right?
3: So, so, can you can you share the profession on the air? Would you be willing to do that?
0: Um. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Um, go ahead. I guess I was I was thinking for a long time about uh, being an animator. And, okay. Um,
3: so okay, like- so that's a very noble profession, you know. I I mean, if you would have said something uh, that was not noble, I would have said that too. So that's a noble profession. <laughs> so let me ask you this: Yeah, can you? As you're drawing, whatever they, uh, whatever uh, animating um, digitally, paper, however you're going to do it, is it possible for you to glorify God as an animator?
0: I think so. Yes, I, I
3: think so. Yes, and so yeah. you should go do it. Why not?
0: <laughs> okay.
3: I'm, and and I know it's simpler for me because it's not my life, uh, so I can say it quicker. I know for you, you got to process it through a lot of grids, and I can appreciate that. I understand. I have decision in my life that I still have to process that way. But I I know that whatever God's called you to do, and wherever He's called you to be, and whatever gifts and talents He's given to you, as you the vessel, bring glory to God. Anything you do, you do. Isn't you remember what the Bible says? The Bible says, whatever you do in word or deed. Do it all in the name of the Lord. And as you do it all in the name of the Lord, because the animation, you know, you could even animate. You could do- donate your I just gave, uh, I just gave, I have a, I, I connected with a brother in New York, uh, in New Jersey, who does Christian comic books. Uh, he's a, re- I think he's retired now. And my buddy, Eddie Panero up in New York, connected me with him. He sent me a copy Of this Christian animated thing, he's a very talented man. Like I'm sure you are, and he's using it. I mean, you could use your animation skills to to donate at the church. You can use your animation skills to do tracks, and you can use your animation skills to do a commercial for a company because you're all doing it as under the Lord.
0: Right. Um, So I guess, um, like, I guess, I guess, in the times when it's not. I guess connected to church, you're not sure. connected to right. Christianity. Like, do I still like? Is a way to, um, I guess, reflect um, the Lord of that work. Do I just try? Absolutely. To, so, so let me give
3: you a thought there because that, that's a, that this is the most important part. Yeah, right. If you got if if you were able to land an animation job, a uh, downtown Disney, for example, you're in the, you're working for Disney. And they're, you're drawing Mickey Mouse all day, and whatever whatever else they have you drawing because you're talented, and they're paying you a great salary. Can you think of a few ways that you can glorify God through that th- by drawing Mickey Mouse all day? <laughs> Does anything come to mind?
0: I mean, I guess, uh, I guess being as uh, being as uh, I guess being a, being as diligent as, I guess, like Daniel was to Nebuchadnezzar, right?
3: Yeah, Daniel was a very faithful man, uh, working in the government and glorifying God. But what was the most important part of Daniel being in government? Why do you believe God put him in government?
0: So that he could... Uh... So he can tell his testimony to Nebuchadnezzar because
3: Nebuchadnezzar
0: then yeah uh, got saved later. And
3: if and for Daniel that's specific. So let's broaden it out for you and me. The most important part of your life is how God intersects your life with other people. So that gift that you have, like for example, let's just say you do land a job at Disney and you're you're drawing Mickey Mouse all day, but you're you're next to people that would never listen to me. They would never have anything to do with me, because I'm a preacher. You know, even when I'm talking and I meet people on the plane, and you know how it goes. What do you do for a living? Oh, well, I cook and I clean and and I draw and I animate, and the conversation goes on. When I tell people what I do, it almost immediately stops. <laughs> or they, oh, you're a preacher boy. Or so in the day, I used to just say if they asked me what I what I when you know years ago we met in a school uh, as a church, and I they would say what do you do for a living, and I'd say I'm a teacher. And they go, well, where do you teach? I, I teach at Columbia Middle School, and eventually I tell them I'm a pastor, but I would try to break the ice because as soon as people find out I'm a pastor, most of the time things change. But for you, you're going to reach people I'll never be able to reach. You're going to connect with people I'll never be able to connect, and they're going to pay you a salary, and because you're a believer, you're going to use the money to glorify God. And so I get the stress or the, the pressure you're feeling, like if I'm not doing something for the church, Can my career really honor God? And the answer is 1,000%, because you are the church, and if God wants you as the church drawing for Disney, that's where he's going to put you.
0: Okay. Um, Yeah, sounds good.
3: That's exciting. You're probably a super talented guy and and there's a lot of room for people like you that you'll be able, you know, think of all the creatives that you're around and and just how they live and how they think and God's going to put a believer in the middle of that to not only relate on the level of your creativeness but to use that as a bridge to talk to people about your relationship with Jesus. And who knows, they might have a dream and they go, "Hey man," and they've been making fun of you all that time until they have a need. And then, because Gabriel has been faithful, they go, "Man, I'm going to go to Gabriel." I can't tell you how many times I worked in the ambulance business before I before I came here. Uh, even when I came here, when planning the church, I worked for an ambulance company, and I can't tell you how many times guys made fun of me, they undermined me, uh, they they it was it was sometimes very very hard to work there, but when they had a problem, many of them came right to me, and I was able to minister to them and love on them. While I was providing for my family, doing what I was good at, and God used me wherever I'm at, just like you.
0: Okay. Um. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Are you still unconvinced?
0: No, I, like I'm. I'm definitely convinced. It's okay, just, good. Yeah, like it's just really hard. Uh, I guess for me. Uh, well, I mean, because uh because because i want to be an animator and all but like it's just uh it's always so difficult to like get myself to i guess i mean i i i guess to like, get myself mo- motivated to really like go through and actually do like superb work and be able to uh i guess get the career going like if that makes sense
3: well i mean that's I a, that's a whole different question isn't it because like yeah. there there's a <laughs> so. there's a launching off and that apprehension like if you were my son um and and I'm probably old enough to be your dad i would I would tell you, son, just start somewhere. you don't need to worry about the whole rest of your life. Just start somewhere, just be faithful, like the Bible says, and I did. I have two sons and a and a daughter, and I give them the same advice. Let's just start somewhere let let let's take the first step. We don't need to worry about the thousand steps and i but I know it's it's I know that there is concern, I know that there is anxiety. But, you know, God is with you and we're to be anxious for nothing, but we're to pray for all things. And, and diligence, you know, you're not going to wake up tomorrow and automatically be a, a super diligent person, but you can develop new habits and you can shed old habits and, and it's just you just got to start. And maybe this phone call is the beginning of something great for, for you where you can just start and you know you're going to get better and you're going to be more diligent and you're going to grow in this. It doesn't happen overnight, but it doesn't happen at all. Unless you start. All right. Thanks. Uh, Can I pray I, for you?
0: Uh, that'd be great, actually. Yeah.
3: Father, I pray for Gabriel as he wrestles with these different facets of his life, and and just kind of looking how he might best honor you with his life and serve you. And so I pray you you settle his heart and his mind. Um, I pray God that you would give him the needed confidence and strength just for the moment. And I thank you for gifting him with this gift of animation because I know I don't have that gift at all. And it would be fruitless for me to even try. However, you have given this to Gabriel and it's not fruitless for him to try. And so I pray you would strengthen him in order to take the next step. And that's all it's needed for him to take that next obedient step in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Stay in touch, Gabriel. I want to know how this all turns out because if you become some famous animator at Disney, I'm going to want you to let me into the park when I go to California.
0: (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Um, (laughs) All right, man. Yeah.
3: Whatever Uh, you do, believe me, wherever God lands you and whatever your career path might be, God will be with you and he will use you to the fullest extent that you allow him. Yeah, thank you. Thank You're you are welcome. Bro. Stay in touch.
0: Yeah, I'll be I'll be going to your church a couple of times, don't worry. I
3: look forward <laughs> to meeting you. Come up after our service. Yeah. <laughs> All right. God bless you. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000 is the number we um uh, we do have a second half to this program which we're coming up on. So I'm just going to wait till we get to the second half. Uh Uh, Let's see. Oh, here's one. I've been looking for someone to animate a God-glorifying music video. If this gentleman is looking for a project to build his resume or portfolio, may I have his contact info? Okay, so he's not on the air anymore. But, Gabriel, if you're listening, there is a guy named Jeremy that wants animated animation for an edifying video to show at churches and whatnot. And if you want to call back or text in your contact information, probably an email address, I will get you guys all connected because I still got Jeremy's text up here and I can get you guys connected. So call back, Gabriel, if you want to build your resume with this guy uh, or um, text me, 720-336-0897, and we'll try to connect you. Oh, man, the body of Christ is amazing. We'll be right back. This is Ed Taylor, Calvary Live.
0: Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now.
3: Welcome back, everyone, to the second half of today's program. Shout out to our friends on Hope FM. We always love for you to call in. The number works around the country, uh, if wherever you are. And, and if you want to connect with us and get on the air, Hope FM, Truth FM, the number's the same on Grace FM, 303 690 Remember one thing, on Grace FM, you're listening live, uh, so if you come on the air, you'll be on the air live and you'll hear it live, and that's kind of cool. Uh, we're grateful to have that. However, if you are uh, in another, if you are on uh, the East Coast, you're going to call into the show you're going to get in online you're going to get in live and we'll take your call live but on the radio you won't hear it until the following week it's one week delayed and and that's kind of cool too because you get to uh, be on the show be on with me on the air live and then listen to yourself a week later which is pretty cool so give me a call 303-690 3,000. we got one open line and while we're waiting for the line to fill up I'm going to go right back to Colorado Springs Justin is calling Justin welcome to the program Hi Ed How you doing?
5: Doing good. Um so I got a question for you. Okay. Yeah, so uh I've known my uh there was a friend of mine that I've known for about 20 years and last week, uh, I took him to a, uh, he accepted my invitation to go to a men's group with me at a church that I uh, do a ministry once a week with. Um, and he was, uh, he, he really liked the warmth and the love and everything like that. And so after that, he takes me out to dinner. And then after dinner, or during dinner, he asked me all these questions about, you know, God and the Bible and how he might have trouble reading it and stuff, and he's more of like an audio guy, I like to hear it. Okay. Um, so all that sounds great, and then he, after dinner, he drops me off at my house, and I really felt the Holy Spirit calling me to um, to minister to Brian to uh, see if he uh, wants to accept Jesus as a newborn Christian, and um, he said yes, and so I put my hand on his shoulder and you know we're praying together and um you know after the prayer um he says yes i do accept that you know um you died on the Lord, the, the cross for my sins jesus and yes all this and um <laughs> afterwards he wants to give me a hug outside of the truck and saying thank you brother he's got tears in his eyes That's and everything awesome. so as a human being i'm like oh wow the that, that my friend is saved yes. great thank sure. you god glory to you yes And so my my question, though, to you, though, is that I texted him a few days later, and, um, you know, he's saying that he he has, uh, you know, he's got all this stuff going on with his wife and his kid, and he doesn't sound too into, you know, reading the Bible or um, things like this. And I know I'm not one to judge, but I just want to know, like, was he— do you think God put the Holy Spirit in him to truly— be saved, to know Jesus, to walk with them.
3: Well, you know, this is always a challenging thing, isn't it? Because we don't know the condition of a person's heart. Uh, We don't know what kind of response that was. You know, even when I give an invitation here on behalf of Jesus and 10 people respond, um, I don't know the condition of their hearts. As a matter of fact, there's a good chance that some of those people responding aren't sincere, it isn't real. Because Jesus told me that, and the odds that Jesus gave us are not encouraging. Uh, The Mm -hmm. odds of every four seeds of the gospel that are planted in the hearts of men. Do you remember his parable? Uh, How many take root Mm -hmm. and lead to salvation? Out of Um, the four.
5: Probably the least of the four, yeah.
3: Yeah, just one. Just one, he says. Mm -hmm. Uh, He starts to talk about the soils. It's called the parable of the soils, and, and he shares how... Not everyone that says they believe, believe. You know, people, they uh, they get caught up in the things of this world. They get caught up in, in all kinds of things. So so just know that we don't know for sure, right? We don't know for sure what happened with your friend, okay? And, and it's okay not to know for sure. So here's my next step. If you say you believe, I'm going to treat you like a believer. I'm going to hold you accountable as a believer. But for a new believer, I want to be gentle and sensitive and, and I want to help them grow in their faith. Like a person, like, for example, that, that, that brother, that friend that responded to the gospel, hugged you, uh, repented of his sins, received Jesus Christ as his Savior, says he believes. Uh, in that moment, how old was he in the, in the Lord? How old, time-wise, how old was he?
5: <laughs> seconds.
3: Yeah, seconds. You're, so you're going to treat him like a baby. And you're going to treat him just like a baby born out of the womb. They're seconds old and so, a person that's seconds old is treated different than a person that's ten years old, that's tr- than twenty years old. So, we want to help him grow, and we want to give him resources. And when, I, like you're doing, keep following up with him, um, because maybe he made a dis- uh, maybe he uh, said he believed in God because he thought right away all his troubles would be solved. Well, we know that's not true. Uh, maybe he had different motives. There's a whole lot of maybes. But I'm telling you, if anyone tells me that they're a believer in Jesus Christ, I'm going to treat them like that, and I have a couple resources that are available that you should get into his hands, and that maybe even do that with him, and one of them is what we call our what do I do next packet, um, it's our new believers packet, and it's on our on our website um, at calvaryco.church under the how to know God tab, it's called the new believers guide, and we put that together just for people like your friend, like Like what, the biggest question that they have is what do I do next? And, Mm -hmm. and so we're going to help them with what to do next. And, and then I I have another thing. If you email me, I can send you the packet that we use for a little bit more extended discipleship uh, and, you know, check in on him. Yeah. He may not want to read. It may take time for that. I know believers that have been saved 30 years that don't, still don't like to read. You know, it could be. A a lot of different things, but I I would just continue to treat him like a believer. I continue to pray with him. I continue to encourage him to do the four things that made the church so strong. They continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. That means they read the Bible and had it taught to them. Uh, They prayed. They they hung out with other believers and fellowshiped, and they took communion together. And I just keep encouraging him on that. Uh, If he says he's a believer, we're going to treat him like one and help him. Like, really, he's a baby. He needs help. Right.
5: Okay. Well, uh, yeah, thank you.
3: You're welcome. So Bye. email me, and I'll send you a I'll send oh. you a copy of the a more extended discipleship packet, and then mm-hmm. on our website is our New Believer Packet, which is a little bit smaller, but some, we put a lot of hours of work into it. It's really good.
5: Okay. Well, thank you very much for the information, Ed. I appreciate you. God bless.
3: All right. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000. Uh, f- is it Fermin?
5: Yes, it's Furman.
3: Furman, welcome to the program.
4: Hi, Pastor Ed. I love, I love the uh, the radio station. It's it's wonderful. It keeps me in line.
3: Good. We're very blessed to have it. We're um, yes, very yes, honored. And, we're,
4: and I'm very blessed to be able to l- listen to it.
3: Thank you. What's going on?
4: Uh, I'm from Denver. I'm from Denver.
3: Oh, I'm sorry. I said, "What's going on? How can I serve you?"
4: Oh, oh,
3: my mistake. Sorry I, about that.
4: I've got a. i have got I go to a Christian church. Okay. And and they uh, we do a, you know we do a service and then they go into the tongues. Okay. Uh, speaking the tongues and they get people up and they pray over them and stuff like that. Okay. And it and it's a it's almost a three hour ordeal. All right. Uh, I just, I, I don't understand anything in the tongue, so I just wanted to maybe get some information. Maybe I need to talk to the pastor and, in private, or I, I don't know, you know, I just, I don't
3: know. Okay, well, according to the Bible, the gift of tongues is a supernatural language uh, that is uh, beyond um, the consciousness of the person, like the understanding of the person. It's directly between the person in God, and uh, we believe that it is a personal private prayer language, uh, that it is best exercised privately between uh, the person that has the gift and, and God. Now, not everyone is given the gift of tongues. Uh, right. it's, it's not a right. gift that everyone has. If it's exercised, According to the Bible in 1 Corinthians, if the gift of tongues is exercised publicly or with many people in the room, it's to be limited to two or three people at the most, and it must be interpreted. There must be someone with the gift of interpretation to interpret those uh, those utterances. If there's no interpretation, uh, then the, the gift is not to be used by those that have it. And Paul said the person that has the gift knows how to control themselves, uh, because the Bible says the spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophet. So what you described for me does not sound like a biblical gathering that's being done um, in a biblical, in, in, in decently and in order.
4: Right, right. And, you know, it. it's hard because, you know, we're there to get fed from the, the Holy Spirit, and you sit there and you get kind of bummed out because it's, you know, you don't understand it, and then it goes on for hours. And it just, it's just, uh, I just, I love the pastor and his wife. Yes. They're, they're really good people. I just, the three hours is just what gets me. I'm in my upper 60s, so yes. uh, sitting for three hours is a long time. So I'm wondering if I'm, I'm sinning by by not staying the whole whole time
3: well i think that it is worth talking to your pastor so that he can give his biblical uh, explanation for those three-hour service however i know that he's going to be challenged to give you a biblical explanation because there isn't one right right okay all right all right thank you i thought
4: i'd just ask you because you know it it is it's it's kind of heart-wrenching and when you're sitting there and you're 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 just like in limbo because you don't understand it and don't any don't understand what it means or anything. So,
3: well, I'm grateful that you asked because I think that the the important the important part is that you are in a fellowship family that God leads you. That is a place where you're being fed, where you're growing, you're understanding, right. and the word of you're being equipped for the ministry. Um, you're being equipped for the work of the ministry, and it just sounds like you've come to a place in this particular um, in this particular place where it's not happening, and that's not good for you, and it's not good for the church family either.
4: Right, right. That's, you hit the nail right on the head. That's what I'm... That's, you know, and I hate to get out of church and, uh, uh, early. You know, uh, that's, that's kind of like slapping the pastor and his wife in the face. You know, by leaving before the uh, the services are done. But uh, I'm going to a class tonight at the church, so maybe I'll get a chance to talk to him.
3: Yes, and well, I think I think it'll be very beneficial because if you do end up leaving, then you're not leaving uh, in such a way that would cause harm or damage, and you're really giving him a chance to explain what his view is. Yep. Yes, sir.
4: Yes, sir. Thank you, Pastor Ed. I love, your, I love the radio station, and I listen to it daily, day and night. Uh, it's a blessing.
3: Well, I appreciate you. God bless you.
4: God bless you. Thank right. you. Bye-bye.
3: Bye-bye. 303-690-3000. And I, and I do want to encourage you as a pastor, um, I do believe there are times when God does call you to another church, but leave in relationship. Um, because, you know, if you leave... Without having to communicate, giving your pastor a chance, because like, here's the thing, overall, we kind of we're so consumer in our attitudes. I am too. So let me. I'm not. I'm not accusing anyone. Um, there have been many times when I thought maybe I want to go to another church. just for whatever, somebody hurt me, something happened, whatever. I'm just so consumer because I'm so selfish. I forgot the call of God in my life. I forgot that God put me here, and only God can tell me to leave. And if somebody hurt me, there's a way to handle that. If uh, something's happening, there's a biblical way to lovingly care and be in community. And we've just lost that. Um, We just lost it. And it's painful for us uh, as pastors, but it's also painful for people that run away. Um, you know, there's a big problem. Oh, I'm going go to go this church because, or, or I was reading an article recently that was just so sad that mega churches, uh, and and however you want to define that, I, I'm and, and I'm not anti mega church. Don't misunderstand me. But in a particular community, I'm not going to tell you where because then you'll figure out who the churches are. But two huge mega churches open in a community and with all kinds of satellite campuses, and the guy compared it to like Walmart closing down other local congregations because they just went to the church that had all the stuff. And and it broke my heart because there's some truth to that, but it's not the, necessarily only the church's fault. It's also us as consumers because, look, if you can save up where um, one of the Walmarts that we go to is right next to a Target, like literally across the street from a Target. And, you know, depending on what day it is, if I can save $0.05, cents, I'll drive across the street to save five cents. It's just my mentality. Uh, or a better location, or a better this, and a better that. And listen, you, we have to remember that God places us in the body of Christ. We think it's all our decision, but God places us in the body of Christ. Um, it's not—I mean, we can emphasize our choice, but like the brother that called earlier— uh, if we're making choices, we want to honor God with them. So if it is, you know, if you are leaving your church, talk to your pastor. That's all I'm saying. Um, talk to your pastor. You know, um, we're, we're, uh, we're not a mega church, but we're a larger church. Uh, we haven't always been that way, but uh, we are a larger church. And when we purchased this property and the elders and leaders at the time of our church, this property that we're on is adjacent to another church. And there's a church across the street, and I knew the pastor. I know the pastor. He's a friend of mine of the church that's adjacent to us. It's a great church. It's called uh, Grace uh, Church Aurora, I think, is their official name. Grace Church Aurora. They're right. They they literally are adjacent to us on this ten acre lot. And when before we put the offer in to purchase the land, because that's all it that was there, their church was up there already built. We were meeting in the school. And we put an offer in to buy this land. I made an appointment with Larry, Pastor Larry, and I wanted to talk to him about us buying this land. And I remember saying something—I don't remember the exact words—but I remember saying something like, "Larry, I want you. Would you please go to your elders, and would you please talk to them about us possibly buying this land? Because you know the nature of our Uh, church—we're a little bit larger and uh, very evangelistic—and and I don't want to hurt your church. And if that means we, we don't buy this land, then so be it. The Lord will give us something else. And Larry, being such a gracious, magnanimous man, and he still is to this day, said, Oh, no, Ed, don't worry about it. Uh, we know you. I love you, trust you, and uh, we're okay. And I said, Yeah, Larry, but I need you to talk to the elders. And he said, I'll talk to the elders, but I'm pretty sure I know what they say. And he did talk to the elders, and the elders said uh, they welcomed us to this acreage. Uh, we've been on this property now for 13 years and so has Grace Church. We have co-labored together and the last thing we've ever wanted to do is to hurt or to harm them. And our ministries, while, while we worship the same God and we have the heart to reach the community and while we um, love Jesus and love, we are different than each other and there's room for different churches. But we also want to have a respect For the churches in our community, and we don't want to. And I don't just say we, Calvary Church, but all of us. Like all of us, we want to respect the ministries in town. We want to champion them. We want to celebrate them. Uh, We don't want to build on another man's foundation. We don't want to be rejoiced when we see a church closed down, thinking of the hurt and the pain that will come to all the people there, and the pastor and the family, and like, like so. The the world the message that the church sometimes gives to the world is that we're fractured and we hate each other and uh, we're in competition with one another, but Jesus said that we are to be known and we will be known as disciples by our love for one another, and may we just be more in love with the Lord, which will cause us to be more in love with Jesus. Uh, I, excuse me, more in love with Jesus that will cause us to be more in love with one another. 303 is the number. Hmm. Lance is next. Lance up in Fort Collins. Welcome to the program. Hey, Lance, are you on with us? He asked a great question. Lance, if you're listening and you dropped off, please call back. I don't want to answer your question dry. I want to talk to you about it. Um, But the, the question, the way our producer put it in, if I'm not saved, should I even care? Wow. And I'm going to answer that question just for you. Yes, you should care for your eternal soul. You should care. But I want to talk to you about it. That is such a great question. I don't know that I've heard that question before on the radio. And I would love to answer it and talk to you about it. 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000. Line is open, Lance. Call us back. We're moving on to Patrick in Denver, Colorado. Patrick, welcome to the program.
2: Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. What's going on? So, um, two things. I just needed some prayer for... um, first of all, me and me and my girlfriend, we have a child, and I know we're caught in sin in that um, aspect, but, um, you know, I just, that's not the main thing. The main thing is just, um, she's been baptized through a mega church, just how you're talking about, and okay. it's one of the churches that, like, kind of just say, hey, we have shorts and, um, a sh- you know, a shirt for you. If you want to get baptized, just come get baptized in it. Um, and I don't think that was the right way to, for them to go about it. But okay. So um, she did end up getting baptized, but I know it's more important to get baptized through your heart. And right now through our relationship with God, is like I'm getting to the point to where I need to meet, and that's all I'm searching for. And, um, you know, I try to have her in on that, and um, it's just hard because it feels like she has a, a, a wall up when it gets to, Parts that convict you, I feel, are parts that are real needy. Um, so that's what I need prayer for, but okay. I'll get into my question that I have. Okay. It's really so before we get to I've your question, studying.
3: let me just make a quick comment. And we're, we only have a little bit of time before the shows up, but the quick comment is God is certainly speaking to you, and he's got a hold of your heart. And although you don't control anything with her or any of her decisions and how she came about and where she's at— You have complete control over your life and i believe as you begin to grow and get right with the lord as you start making the big strong good decisions you're going to be a great witness and testimony to her and i I want you to focus your energies on yourself uh, because god has got your attention and you know go to a church where they can sit down with you you guys because it would be really beneficial if you guys could sit down with someone, they could start walking you through some of the issues in your life so that not only you guys can make things right, but you guys can have have a, have a situation where, man, you guys are just growing in the Lord, and and she's walking in grace. It, I mean, it's it's great potential. So I'm glad that God's got, got a hold of your heart. That's a good start. So let's go to hey, your man, question. Thank
2: you. <clears throat> so the question was, um, and I appreciate that. Thank you for all that. Um, but my question is is I just I hear this all around and and the one say the once saved um, always saved um, how I hear that around everywhere and you know okay. people think they're saved but I just feel like um, I'm leaning on more of the side that that isn't true because <clears throat> some of the scriptures that I've popped up into and um, just some of the other brothers and sisters that I fellowship with and One of the scriptures is um, Hebrews chapter 6, verse 4, where it says, It is impossible for those who have once been enlightened, who have tasted the heavenly gift, who have shared in the Holy Spirit, who have tasted the goodness of the Word of God and the powers of the coming age, and who have fallen away to be brought back to repentance. And I just clearly think that's pretty bold saying that. You know, there is a way you can fall away and, you know, you're not always saved. So it's it's more worth it to just fall on the side of, you know, how it says to work out our, our salvation with trembling and fear.
3: Well, the the, the question you ask is a, is a broad question, but I, I'm going to give you some thoughts. Number one, the passage in Hebrews 6 is talking to Hebrew Christians, and he's admonishing them not to go backwards. And when he's talking to Hebrew Christians, hes it's almost like he's saying in Hebrews 6, if you go back to the old sacrificial system, there's no sacrifice for you there. There's no repentance for you there. There's no salvation for you there. He's talking to believers. And I did in-depth studies on Hebrew 6 for our church, and you could get those on the app. You can just look them up on our app and listen to them, because I think uh, I made some compelling points when it comes to the context of what he's saying there. Number two, I want you to consider um, the the fact that once saved, always saved is never found in the Bible anywhere, that phrase. So mm-hmm. instead of taking that approach, let me ask you this. When Jesus says you'll have eternal life, how long is eternal? Forever. And so when eternal, when salvation and the forgiveness of your sins is referred to as eternal life, how long will you have forgiveness of your sins?
2: Um. Um, I would say forever.
3: You will have it forever. Um, I agree. Um, you will be saved forever. I, there's no example in the Bible of anyone ever being unborn again. There's never an example okay. of someone being unborn again and then born again again. And and what you're seeing, the frustration that you're... But, so that then let's speak for a second to the frustration you're seeing, because there certainly is frustration when you see people that say they're saved and they live like the devil. Uh, and.
2: Yeah. That exactly.
3: So the reality of that is, is that they're either a really bad backslidden Christian that are you know making really bad decisions, or they're a fake Christian. Um, but certainly, we all make mistakes, and and we all have uh, difficulties in our walk with the Lord. And and so, like I shared in an earlier call, if you say you're saved, I'm going to treat you like you're saved. If yeah, you, and I heard that. And then I would add to that for your question: If you say you're saved and you're acting like an unbeliever, I'll treat you like an unbeliever. Uh, and if mm-hmm. you're an unbeliever and and you're acting like you're saved, I'm going to bring you to the cross. So it doesn't. I since I don't know your heart, I just can speak to what I see, and speaking to what I see will then lead me to the word to say. So I will never give. I don't ever want to give people false assurance. Like for you, I don't know if you're yeah. saved or not. So I can't yeah. say for sure that you're saved. I can say this, though. If, if you repented of your sins and God saved your soul, he gave you eternal life. He eternal gave
2: life. E- okay, I, I see what you're saying. So he gave me eternal life if I repented for my sins, an eternal being forever. Um,
3: I, that's how okay. I like to address that. It's the nature of salvation, and, and it's, it makes it easier to understand. Is salvation temporary or is it permanent?
2: Okay. And, yeah, I, I see what you're saying. I and, do. And because I um, I
3: believe the Bible has far more to... There are some warning passages, I agree. There are some troubling passages. There's even a few passages that makes it look like you... It makes it sound like you can lose your salvation. I just believe the weight of the Bible teaching emphasizes the, the saving power of God, not the running away power of man. You know, when I think of Jesus saying... No one can snatch you out of the Father's hands. That's a pretty powerful promise.
2: Yeah, no, I, I, I see. I, I agree with that. Um, yeah, it's just mind-boggling to me because I just, I really feel that it just kind of gives um, a excuse to, you know. Um, be okay with
3: them, but then that—but it's—it's it's an excuse. It's just a bad excuse, you know. It's like a person saying, a married person saying, "Yeah, I can go out with anyone I want." That's just dumb. It's wrong. It's always wrong. But a person can go out with someone and still be married, and that's—that's that's sin, and it's a place of new repentance. Thanks for calling. We got to go. Hey, we're here tonight. We're in the Book of Daniel. Come on out, Calvary Church, Hampton and Tower. Go to Calvary dot Church.